Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. I am so glad we invited the Chippewas to join us for this holiday meal. Remember, these savages are our guests. We must not be surprised at any of their strange customs. After all, they have not had our advantages. How? I am Pocahontas, a Chippewa maiden. And I am Running Bear, betrothed to Pocahontas in the play. We have brought a special gift for this holiday feast. I am a turkey. Kill me. What a thoughtful gift. Why, you are as civilized as we. Except we wear shoes and have last names. Welcome to our table, our new primitive friend. Sit. Wait. What? We cannot break bread with you. Huh? Becky, what's going on? Wednesday. You have taken the land which is rightfully ours. Years from now, my people will be forced to live in mobile homes, on reservations. Your people will wear cardigans and drink highballs. We will sell our bracelets by the roadsides. You will play golf and enjoy hot hors d'oeuvres. My people will have pain and degradation. Your people will have stick shifts. The gods of my tribe have spoken. They have said, do not trust the pilgrims, especially Sarah Miller. And for all these reasons, I have decided to scalp you and burn your village to the ground.
Thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson and I'm your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website metalforgeradio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Metal Forge. My name is Mark Jackson and I am your host. We are here at episode number 150. Holy hell, that is crazy. 150 episodes and it's Black Friday and Record Store Day. And what better guest to have on Black Friday than the one, the only Black Tusk from Savannah, Georgia. I'm going to be talking with Scary here in just a minute. But it, now we're here in the holiday season, as it as everybody says, with Thanksgiving being yesterday. I know everybody's home life is a little bit different than everybody else's out there. So please, hopefully you were safe. Hopefully you were able to have some bit of peace and, and everything that day and going into the holidays because sometimes it, it sucks. But hey, you need somebody to reach out to, shoot me a message. If you need to, somebody to talk to, shoot me a message. I'll, I'll talk to you. But hell, 150 episodes. That's that's insane. I never thought going, starting the radio station thing with WCHQ back in 2019, that this would actually have been something that was an attainable deal. You know, I was just doing the shows, and I got to do a few takeover episodes of the Matt Matt show and the Midnight Oil with Zach Becker and all that. And it was super cool. But then the station shut down at the end of 2019, before COVID was really a thing. And obviously, when... I, we probably would have shut down with with COVID if it not if it had went that far. Seriously, 150 episodes, and I've had some of the most awesome people on the show. And thank you to everyone who has messaged me to get on the show. We will get you worked in as soon as possible. Thank you to everyone who has been on the show. We're going to work with uh, getting you guys back on the shows going forward as well. You know, I love doing some of these follow-up interviews and stuff like with Vanek and Rygar that I did this year. And we're going to go for another 150 episodes right now. So, hell yeah. But it's fun and I like doing this and... I appreciate more than anything all you people who do listen to the show week in, week out, suggesting bands to come on the show, suggesting other things about the show, you know, like the question of the week deal. I need to get back on that. And going into December and 2022, I'm definitely going to be doing that. And now that touring is coming back around, I'm going to try and get many more of these bands on the show actually as an in-person guest rather than just being on the phone. Just because that's what I want to do. You know, I want to talk to these people in person at the clubs that they come to that are near me. So, hell yeah. Absolutely. So, I did ask last week a question of the week. You know, what is your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Mine, I said on the show last week, it's it's macaroni and cheese. I've always loved it because, you know, pasta and cheese. <laughs> you can't go wrong, really. Unless you're lactose intolerant, of course. But what that we'll leave that alone. I, d- I got some really interesting ones. I got uh, uh, stuffing, which I, I, I'm torn on stuffing. It's got to be it's got to be good. It, it can't just be like some generic uh, blah stuffing. I got, of course, mashed potatoes from people. The the one that surprised me the most was gravy. I, I, I've never really looked at gravy to be a side dish. It's more of like a condiment to me, I guess. You know, it's something that, that enhances a side dish. Because you get some really good turkey gravy and you put that on your potatoes, on your 
on your turkey on the roll, you know, dip your roll in that stuff. <sighs> Man. So that's kind of weird to, to think that gravy is a side dish. What are your thoughts on that? We'll, we'll go into it. So hopefully you all got your uh, record store day releases the, uh, today because holy hell. I mean, I know a lot of stores opened at six in the morning and wow, I, I couldn't wait in line for anything like that. I, as much as I want to, I just don't have that kind of patience. So, but uh, I am getting the Motorhead Lost Tape deal. So I, I'm going to be looking forward to, to reviewing that and listening to it. Down below, there are links to the sponsors. And without you guys supporting them, they can't support the Metal Forge either. And I am so grateful that you all do help these businesses. Whether you're listening to their podcast, you're buying instruments from them, you're going and getting tattoos, you're going to the Discogs page. Thank you all so much, and continue to please support all of these guys. You know, Ageless Art, Tattoo and Piercing, Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music, Better Days Records, Unchained Tapes, Mercenary Press, The Wrestling Steve Show, The Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast, the It's Gonna Get Weird Podcast. Keep supporting those guys, because every bit helps us at the Metal Forge, and it helps them too. Also, making sure you all uh, click on the Spotify playlists as well. You get to hear all of the previous uh, bands that have been on the show, and you'll be supporting those people as well, too. Thank you all. So let's go ahead and get this started. This is from Black Tusk's album from 2018, TCBT. This is NeverEnding Daymare. <laughs> Wow. 
right, metalheads, it's Black fucking Friday here at the Metal Forge, and I had to get that fucking in there for Bobby out at Maxwell's House of Music. Uh, (laughs) Since it's Black Friday, I have Scary from Black Tusk here at the Metal Forge. Dude, what is going on? What's up, dude? Happy fucking Black Friday. I know. It's insane. You all just recently come off of a tour that I was supposed to play on, but that show got canceled. But other than that, you guys are playing tonight also. You guys are playing in Savannah at Two Tides Brewing. Yeah. Dude, that's Uh, right. We we played there two years ago um, because they did it the, uh, the year before all the COVID shit went down. And man, it is just like a huge block party and they get all the raddest bands in Savannah to come play and they pack the entire block and it's so much fun. Definitely. Now, I know you guys have went on tours and have had some really awesome releases. I mean, y'all started in 05, came out with some EPs, did quite a few full length albums at this point. How is Savannah for the metal scene? Uh, I mean, it's, it's the same as any place. It goes through waves of being really awesome and then being just the worst. De- um, definitely. And, you know, it's funny cause like, uh, I moved away for a few years and like, so I was in a, like, so I moved to Savannah in 06 and I didn't join Black Tusk until, um, 2018, like the beginning of 2018. But, uh, like I was in another band called Dead Yet and we started probably in 09. We did a split with Black Tusk and there was like a lot of, uh, punk bands and metal bands really like the, the heavy scene was like really good. Um, Kylesa was still around, Baroness had just moved to Philly at that point. Um, and, uh, basically my, my band, we started as a Halloween, uh, minor threat cover band. So it was me and Andrew, uh, Andrew sang, Andrew was Ian McKay and I was, uh, whoever played guitar, forget his name. Uh, so I, I played guitar. We had a bass player and like Athon was our first bass player, but we had a, a whole idea of like, we're going to get a di- different bass player for every show. And it was just like kind of an ongoing joke. But then Andrew was, Andrew was always going on tour. So we were like, well, we got to start a band. Um, uh, so we started in a, a band called Dead Yet and that whole probably 09 to like, 2013 black tusk was like they were touring like crazy um which was great for the savannah sinks it like made people aware um kylesa was still touring uh yeah man it was it was good and there there were so many like just local punk bands that like house shows like i haven't been to a house show in savannah in a long time but man there was a this place called the pony pen and man it was i I grew up going to house shows so like there's always a soft spot in my heart for house shows absolutely and obviously the most associated act here with you guys is probably Baroness and and, and Kylisa as well. You're that small little peer group of people. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's, Savannah is a small, like, I think the last time I looked, Savannah's population was 250,000. So, I mean, that's not a very big place. Definitely um, not. So, and like the downtown area is small and like the down, Savannah downtown, like we lost, and this kind of goes hand in hand with like, how's the metal scene in Savannah going? Like we lost one of our staple venues, the Jinx, like that, that's no longer here. Wow. And so it's, it's really, it really sucks that we don't have like, like there's a, there's a new spot that's like, I want to say maybe 500 cap. That's a big room for some of these midsize bands coming through uh like i think black delia murder played there uh, obituary played there and there were good shows but it was just like those are big rooms for like you know bands that might be able to like pull a 100 cap room or 150 200 cap room something like that 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, we don't we we don't we don't have one of those mid sized venues anymore. Right. And so and, it's just it's just hurting us. And and it's to the point now where there's a lot of places that are that way. I think Louisville is that way as well, where you don't you either have some something that'll get you fifty or sixty people or you have something that'll get you five hundred. Yeah. And when you try to put a hundred people in a place that looks for five hundred, uh I've heard it say it looks like a piss hole in a snowbank. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. It just it's like wow. Yeah. And it and there's it nothing totally worse affects. than playing those venues too. Like when you're on stage and you see a gigantic room and there's like there's still like two hundred people there, but there's room for like two thousand, it's like, oh, that's kinda sucks. Right. Absolutely. And it's it, it almost hits you like a little bit saying like, Wow, I thought we, we did better than this. Yeah. I mean, at least that's the way I feel about it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I would much rather play a small pack club than a giant warehouse that's got, you know, a third capacity. Right. Absolutely. So, TCBT was the latest album that came out back in 2018. There was a, a compilation feature called Years in Black. It was yes. a compilation. I don't like to call them greatest hits, but like it's just a collection of songs. Um, so Years in Black was actually um kind of like a little bit different than a greatest hits thing. It was actually like rarities and B side. Okay. So they were all songs that were on splits or just like never really officially released. Okay. Um, like so there's uh cover songs. Uh, yeah, I, there there was Black Tusk did a split with ASG called low country back in 07 or 08 something like that and those songs are on there they just split with fight amputation and holy mountain uh they just split with my old band dead yet and they actually covered one of our songs and that's on there uh then a song that the last song on there is a song that i actually the first song that i've recorded with them called gallows hill and that was done for a uh, local compilation for like the occult and haunted spooky stuff for uh this place gray face records here in savannah Sweet. That's rad as shit. So Yeah, so it's it's just a it's like a yeah, it's just a collection like an anthology of just rare things that people might have missed over the years. Okay. That definitely explains that a lot better. With the latest full length coming out in twenty eighteen, is there writing and recording for something new currently? Yes. Um we are definitely heavy into writing. Um we obviously COVID definitely hit us to where we basically just didn't even see each other. We weren't even in the same room for probably six to eight months, maybe even longer than that. I can't, I can't even remember that year was just such a, I mean, everybody oh, blanked it out. That, it, it just didn't happen. Um, but like once, I think it was uh, January of this year, we all kind of got back in the same room and we just started writing heavily. Um, so we are, but then, uh, you know, fast forward, you know, six months and we're like dead set on, we're like, we're like, yeah, we're writing. We're like, man, we were making really good progress, like writing some really cool stuff. And it's like, oh, hold on, touring's happening again or like gearing up for touring. So it's like, all right, well, I guess we got to start like running through the set and put writing like on the side burner for a few minutes. So right. We definitely. hope to get we hope to get back to that as soon as possible. James and I are just like very very eager to get back to that. Absolutely, because with it being like the actual first full length album you'd be recording with them, I could definitely see you know because they've always really been a three piece. Yeah. You know, adding a second guitar player like yourself, I could totally see where you would want to come in and pick up your your fair share on on the writing process and the recording process i mean like i i'm not like yes and yes and i just like i want to get some new material out so it like you know keeps things active keeps people like oh hold on 
let me let me check out that new black house and then they go back and listen to the old stuff then they keep it then they come out to the shows it's like it's you know just keeping people keeping the interest alive definitely not stagnant absolutely and i've all often sit there and said content is king and the more content that you can that you can produce and release keeps more yeah. people interested and ready to just to go you know bam there yep. it is yeah and i like i um i actually recorded tcbt back in uh so we started it in december of 2017 and it was uh so i i did the recording where i mixed it i engineered it and then um it was right after that that we were like kind of doing some finishing touches on it and they said you know we did a lot of two guitar stuff on this record we kind of like to do it live you want to come out and do it live with us and i was like yeah and like we were just like yeah we'll see how it goes on like a a tour or something and then you know here it is almost three and a half years later still in the band so right i guess it went well (laughs) i i I guess you passed the audition (laughs) yeah i guess i guess i I guess i got the gig right before covid probably about a year before so february of 2019 my wife and i we bought a new we bought a house um about 15 minutes outside of savannah which uh andrew calls the moon because it's 15 minutes outside the savannah but uh we actually like have uh like an acre and a half in our backyard and at outbuilding and over the past like like as soon as we got back from europe in 2019 or yeah 2019 andrew and i started building it out and so now we have our own studio that's awesome and so that's been like a major thing for me over the past like two years is like really honing in like figuring out the room and everything and i've done a few records here in the past few months so things are starting to come back up for that so i'm excited good music and uh just getting ready for Black Tusk to move in for as long as we need. Definitely. Absolutely. It's one of those things like r- the game has changed so much in the recording process for so many independent bands. Because, yeah, we also, we always had to go b- to studios if we really wanted a great recording, a great deal for us, and sometimes not so great if you've been to some of the places I've been to, aside yeah. from that. You know, to get a good, you know, recording of your band, you always had to go to a studio and studio prices were always expensive. I don't think I ever recorded for, you know, for less than $35 an hour. Yep. And today, you know, everybody has a studio in their, in their house, whether it's, you know, on a laptop or a desktop with, with the right gear, you can seriously get great sounds. I mean, it's to me, it's never been, it's, I have some really good gear, but it's more about the ear, man. It's like, if you got the ear for it, like I've got friends that do amazing recordings with a 57 and a, like a cheap mic preamp just cause they know how to get the sound. And I'm like, right. it's, it's astonishing what some people can do with. And you know, years ago, my wife and I, we, we tried, we like, we talked about doing like the whole, like going out and living in it, like living debt free, living in a camper, doing all this. So I started like, you know, selling all my gear, sold all my studio stuff. And then I had a band come to me and they said, Hey, we want to do a record. I, was like, I already sold like so much of my gear, but I said, all right, we'll do it. And it ended up being one of my favorite records I ever did because I didn't rely on the gear to make it sound good. I actually like took the time to make, make sure the mic was placed right. And like, it, it just made a difference, like putting in that extra effort, not just saying it's good gear. It'll sound fine. Definitely. It reminds me of a piece of advice that someone had given to me a long time ago. Just because you don't have top of the line equipment, you should not let that dictate your art. 
Oh, totally. I mean, like, uh, yeah, like I, I have friends that have amazingly, amazing guitar setups and I just show up and I play through it and it sounds terrible. I'm like, man, this, ge- this gear is so good. Why don't I sound better? It's like, man, my hands just aren't as good as theirs, I guess. Oh. It's, it's the sounds in the hands, man. Yeah. Like, I've heard, I've heard like, really good guitar players play really crappy gear and it just sounds fantastic because they just know how to make it work. Definitely. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine! An independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. New tours coming out. You're you're leaving out today. Super cool stuff. New album possibly within the next year. Awesome. Hoping, 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 hoping for the, within the yeah. next year. Because it's yeah, it's, it's a as process. Soon, as soon as we get back from this as soon as we get back from this tour, it's like right back to writing. Like we want like we are really eager to get back to writing. Absolutely. And and with the catalog currently there's no shortage of songs. Let's just say that you always have the fans that are going to want you to play something off of passage through purgatory or, yep. you know, set the dial or anything like that. You've also, you've always got those people who are like, Oh fuck, I wish they would play this. When it comes to doing shows, do you all pick a constant set? That's going to be the whole set through the tour or do you throw stuff in occasionally? Um, we typically do like one set for a tour, but you know, once you get two weeks in, you kind of see what's working, what's not. And you know, some things might get moved around. Some things might get nixed and thrown in. So this tour, we're, we're moving some stuff around. We're adding some stuff, taking some stuff out. So should be fun. Definitely. So it will be for any of those, anybody that got to see you back in September, it's going to be something different this time. Yes. Sweet. I see. That's what it's to me. That's what it's all about. It's not like, you know, seeing Iron Maiden 
on two tours back to back and it pretty much being the same thing. Maybe it's exact, it's exact same set. No, I don't. That's um, that's one thing. It may be a lot of the same songs, but it's not the exact same set. Like the, I mean, obviously, like when you see a band, there you you kind of know which songs they're gonna play. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, like for Black Tusk, I don't think we've done the same the same exact set twice. The, the time I've been in the band, at least. Definitely. And see, to me, on a live aspect, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Because it's always about entertainment. The highest dollar figure for your ticket price, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, and, you know, give us, give somebody, if they were, if you were here a year ago and you played this, give them something different. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And we, we've kind of gone back to uh one of the big things especially like with me like since i've known the band since essentially their inception um and me like i was always a fan of the band rather than like being in the band the entire time so the songs i pick for a a set list are the songs that i would want to hear as like as a person in the audience as a fan me they're they're super fun to play so like we've kind of gotten back we've we've put a little bit more of the back catalog into the set because when i first joined the band we were touring on TCBT, so we were obviously playing a lot off that record. But now we've kind of like put a few songs from that out of the set and put a few more old songs back in the set. Hell yeah! Which I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of because like you know playing some of these older songs like that's those are the songs that I want to hear. So right, and and it lends <laughs> to that thing that saying of everything old is new again. Yeah, if you haven't heard it for ten years. There you go. Now, yeah. when you play it, and plus, I think being a musician, it's a little bit different on our aspect of it rather than a fan's aspect of it. Because the fans, if if I want to see Whiplash played live, okay, because, yeah, I know it's, it's fucking Whiplash, right? But, yeah. like, to me, to be from the artist's standpoint of that, depending on how you wrote that song, the headspace that was involved... Or just relearning it, finding a better way to play it. Yeah, you know, ten years later, that's that's where I think it's rewarding as a musician. Plus, a lot of the, like I'm not saying a lot of them, but uh, so, some of the some of the older songs, Black Tusk was a three piece for essentially the bulk of their career, and now that they added me being a second guitar player, you know, one of the things was look, we don't want to just have two guitar players playing the same thing like we gotta like spice it up and so you know there are old songs that we like have added you know a second guitar part to like a little bit of a lead here or like a a harmony there and it's just like you know things that the band would have done if they had two guitar players but they just didn't right and so now they do so now we're just like so it kind of adds a little bit of like people that have known these songs for 10 years and then they come see it live and now there's like a second guitar part doing a harmony. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and, and then <laughs> they, and then they immediately after the show, they immediately run out and listen to the song and are like, I know that's not the way it was done. I, I, there's yeah. no way I missed that. <laughs> I mean, I remember being a kid, like going to shows and seeing bands and they changed something live from the way it was on the record and they've like improved it or like expanded upon it. And the live version is better now. Right. Like to me, there's, it's just, just because that's the way it is on the record doesn't mean that's the way you got to perform it live. Definitely. Uh, my biggest song that's probably the, the, the quintessential song I think of when, with what you just said is Crazy Train. 
Yeah. Because they have the, the long intro where Ozzy's pandering to the crowd and it does essentially, it builds a slower chorus line kind of thing. And yeah. before it goes into the, the actual melod, the, the melody to intro. I got to hear the live version of that one. It's on tribute. All right. I'm going to check it out. When I first met my wife, she had a car and she had a tape deck, and I only had a few tapes. She only had a few tapes, which I actually took because my car had a tape deck too. And I took this one tape from her. It was a Motorhead Live, and there was a live recording of them playing Overkill. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's, to this day, I just like Overkill Live is one of my favorite songs ever. Yeah, because it's weird because they do this ascending, descending riff. That you, yeah. that you wouldn't think would work, but it's like as Lemmy's ascending on the neck, uh, Phil, or uh, depending on the era, Fast Eddie Clark, is like doing a descended riff, and it's just perfect together. Yeah, and like with the, there's so much going on. It's it just, which what a cool, what a cool riff. Which if you ever get, I'm a huge Motorhead fan, by the way, right there to the top. Favorite band ever. Hey, everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. So let's change gears here. Let's get into some general... Right. <laughs> let's get into some general... What you, what you got? What you got? <laughs> I, just keep in, I just keep interrupting you. It's cool. I know. It, it. It, it, it works. It works because that's how it is. If you could relive any age of your life, what would it be? Oh, man. Uh, that's a good question. Probably, let's say, mid-20s because I had just moved to Savannah at that point and there was a lot going on here. I, I basically like when I first moved to Savannah, I barely had a job. And so I was, I was hanging out, playing music, recording bands. I just met the girl who would become my wife. And like, so I was hanging out with her, hanging out with awesome people, going on the road, like traveling with my friends and like just a lot of music at that time. That was, that was a good era. Absolutely. But if, I, if I had to go back to any time, like right now it's pretty cool, but, uh, that was pretty cool too. Hell yeah. Definitely. For the listeners out there. Recommend an album or an artist to get into. Ah, oh, 
man. Uh, you know, so a band I just recorded, like, I don't know how I didn't know about this. Oh, okay. Recommend a band, uh, old DC band from the early 2000s, Majority Rule. Awesome. Yeah. I saw them play a bunch when I was living. So I grew up in Virginia and, uh, I saw them play a bunch and man, I, I was recording a band recently. And I said something about Majority Rule and somebody's like, I never, I don't know who that is. And he's like, the record stopped. I was like, dude, hold on. We got to stop. You got to hear Majority Rule. Emergency numbers? Holy shit. What a great record. I'm actually writing this down right now because I've never heard of them and I'm going to check them out. Yeah. They're on, uh, that was on Magic Bullet Records back in the day. And, uh, yeah, DC hardcore, man. That shit was so good. That and interview with Robert Frost. Holy shit. Those two records, unbelievable. They did a split with me, uh, page 99 too. That was really good. Hell yeah. Yeah, that DC hardcore scene was something something else. Yeah, in the late 90s, 2000s, like right when I was like, that was about the time that I got into high school. Holy shit, man. Right. Like, I mean, Refuse broke up in my hometown. Wow. Like, I, I was 15 years old, 1998, Refuse played a house show. And uh, at that point, I had never heard of Refuse, but yeah, they, they broke up in Harrisonburg, Virginia. That's crazy. Who outside of the band do you lean on for an objective opinion? Uh, just in general with music, uh, my wife. Definitely. Because she is brutally honest. She'll tell you what sucks, right? She, she for my entire, the entire time she's known me, like, she's been, like, the first one to hear my mixes, or, like, if I gotta, like, if I'm sitting there, like, playing guitar, she'll, like, walk in and be like, ooh, that's good, or, yeah, you probably shouldn't play that. <laughs> but she's brutally honest. You probably and, like, shouldn't whenever, like, play that. I, I play... Yeah, whenever I play her a mix or like her new song, like she's she's down to listen to it, and she'll be like, "That's good," or like, "I guess." Well, I mean, and whenever she says, "I guess," I'm like, "All right, so it could be better." <laughs> do you, um, Do you ever get to the point where it's like, "Well, what would you change?" No, because <laughs> she's not she's not really like a musician, but she she does like music enough to where she. But at the same time, like some things that I play for, I know she's not gonna like, but I'm like, "That shit's tight." Uh. And for that kind of stuff, um, let's see, uh, probably, uh, I got, I got some friends up in Virginia that I played music with for a while and, uh, I, I'll send it to them and they'll, they're usually pretty, pretty good about giving me some, uh, positive reinforcement or, uh, not, not negative criticism, but they'll, uh, they'll like steer me in the right direction without being like, that's shit. Right. Const- <laughs> constructive criticism. Yeah. Construct, that's constructive criticism. Definitely. What was your favorite TV show growing up? Oh, man, I always liked like Outer Limits. Right on. And like that kind of like weird sci-fi stuff. Definitely. Like the sci in Outer Limits, like the sci-fi Twilight Zone, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and Unsolved Mysteries. Ugh, to Some, this day, like that is the ringtone on my phone. Really? That's that's crazy. Unsolved Mysteries is cool because they, they, they do follow-up episodes or... Yeah. Or will change like on we're now that we're in the on demand era, they they will put on there where it's like this this case has been solved, and they'll and oh, they'll wow. they'll have like a a, a a a snippet on the show now. I don't know if you've ever seen yeah. those. It's crazy. I, I, I haven't seen it in a long time. I just remember Robert Stack's voice, and uh, the music was just like so creepy. Oh, it really is. It, like as as a kid growing up and like seeing aliens and ghosts and like people getting murdered, that that was so crazy. That was a that was a really weird show to be on like primetime television. Definitely. Christmas or Thanksgiving? Uh 
I'm just not a fan of Thanksgiving in general. So Christmas will just win out of default because I, I don't know. Like I always associate Thanksgiving with dry ass turkey and Ugh. a bunch of a bunch of relatives that you kind of have to be around. Um, that you don't like necessarily want to. Because <laughs> no, like as a kid, nobody wants like, to be around all, their like, aunt. That's, that's like when all like the random relatives would just show up. And you're just like, there's there they are, and uh, oh, it's cousin I guess I gotta Tommy. Go eat this really dry turkey, and it's like Christmas at least is like for me, it's always been close family and time off school or work, and just it's winter time, and like you're like you know, growing up in Virginia it was snowing, so it was always like fun to go outside in the snow and go snowboarding and hang out and play in the snow. So I mean. Christmas just other than the music wins. Right. Absolutely. What was the first album you or music that you purchased with your own money? Oh, let's see. Uh that was so my parents got me a a gift card. They they so they they bought for Christmas one year, they bought me and my brother a boombox that had a CD player and we didn't own any CDs. So they also gave us a gift card to Musicland, also Sam Goody at the time. This is like early nineties. Right. And so they let us go there and like pick out whatever we wanted. And I think I was like maybe 10 or 11, something like that. And I bought Green Day Dookie and Snoop Dogg Doggy Style. <laughs> I was like, you know, let's, let's pick a road. Let's see which way we go. <laughs> and it was Dookie. <laughs> it, it was definitely the, uh, the Green Day Dookie route. So. Nice. Sorry, nice. Snoop. Hey. Snoop's got some good stuff here and there. I'm Snoop's, not gonna, I'm not gonna awesome, lie man. for sure. Snoop's awesome. Uh, the fact that that dude does not like has no qualms with just like you know having a good time and like not taking himself too seriously, like doing like Starsky and Hutch and commercials with Martha Stewart. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. That Snoop's awesome, man. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I I I love it when people don't take themselves like too seriously and ha- are willing to have fun. Oh with yeah. Their career he's definitely watching his videos on Twitter from a few years ago where he's just totally shit talking to Steelers. <laughs> those were some funny, those are funny videos where he's like, what yeah. the, what the fuck's your problem? You gotta be, <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> just calling out players on, on, on Twitter. Uh, what album is an absolute playthrough? Man, the one, there's so there's so many good ones. It's hard to like just pick one, but uh, man. So one of the newer like I, it's not like a new new record, but like a newer record that I've been uh, play out a bunch and just like I I put it on whenever I like want to listen to something or whenever I just want to like put something on in the background is uh I don't know if it's the latest Mutoid Man, but uh War Moon. So that came out four years ago, but man, what a great record from start to finish. Like the song Bandages, like the ending song, beautiful song. Okay, I really like I really like that record. I have not. I've not heard it. So yeah, and the production's amazing. Is uh, I mean, it's Ben Kohler from Converge, uh, Steve Brodsky from Cave In, and yeah, everything. Jeff Matz, and uh, yeah, and it. Oh well, yeah, now they got Jeff Matz on uh, bass because uh, their bass player had to leave the band, and uh, they did it at God City. So production's fantastic, and all the musicianship on that record is just unbelievable, and it's just a good record awesome. from start to finish. That's another one everybody can check out too if they haven't heard it for sure. Got a that cu- and uh, Nirvana. Never mind. That's a, what a great record. <laughs> you know, even you know, this is the Metal Forge, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna go out there and say this because yeah, I've had punk bands on the show, I've had Psych grunge bands on the show i've had metal bands on the show i've had straight up rock bands on the show and so it's 
a, a pretty much a catch-all title for me. Yeah. But that album is from a metal standpoint because everybody, you know, grunge killed metal, those guys, uh, you know, is completely overlooked for what it was. And the production. I love that record. The, and the production that went on. I used to have a book that detailed all of the studio notes for all oh, of, man. all of Nirvana's albums. Just the sheer craziness of what Kurt Cobain, the vision that he had for that album. And he knew he wanted Butch Vig to produce it. He knew how much money he was going to be getting from Geffen to do it. And, and this is, that's obviously weird too, because knowing about David Geffen and all of that and how, you know, I think they got like $60,000 to do that album. Yeah. Which in major music is shit. Let's just face yeah, it. Yeah. In 1992, like when rock music was not even 92. So yeah. Big. Yeah. Yeah. When they got, they got shit to record that album. And I think Butch Vig was like 30 or 40 grand of that. Shit. Yeah. So half Good of the, him. half of the, <laughs> what's that? Good for him. Oh yeah. So half of the production was the producing cost. Damn. Wow. That, and it's crazy, but they talk about how, the, the, the various reprints of the album. They, they give all the, like the ISBN numbers and everything of every individual recording. Like it was, it was, uh, put on vinyl. It was put on CD. It was put on cassette. And here's the, here's the numbers of the, of the editions. And it, they just went overkill on everything with like, great detail on that, wow, on that really album. Wow, that's really cool. And it was, it, it was, it was super cool. I wish I still had the book, but you know, we make, yeah, that, we make stupid decisions. Yeah. I, man, I used to have a Gibson Les Paul custom. I sold that thing. I'll never have it again. I'm, I'm so bummed. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show, and I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like, like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. It's going to get weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two. So you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no 
man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one, because they stopped beating their wives. <laughs> and weird, we never even thought of. Well, no, my friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. <laughs> weird. It's going to get weird is the name of the podcast, available everywhere, and thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. All right. So I got a few more questions here for you. What is something you've always wanted to do, but you're not coordinated enough to do? Drums. I'm, I'm, I, I want to be a drummer because drums are such a cool instrument, but I just, I suck. I 100% understand with you on that. I, I can't even do a serviceable drum beat. <laughs> I, I, I would love to play drums uh, in a band, but everything I hear in my head and the things that come out of my, my appendages do, don't match. Right. I agree. I've always thought certain people that I know personally, artist-wise, I've known has like played in bands and be, and have been drummers and are amazing drummers. And then they've played in bands where they're a guitar player or they're bass player. And they're amazing at that, too. And I'm just like, how in the yeah. fuck can you do this? I, I don't get it personally. Drummers are a different species, man. Yes, they are. And, and, and good drummers are an even different species than that. Yeah. <laughs> so I have one more question, but before we get into right. it today, as always, links will be listed below. So go in there, like, share, and subscribe to all these guys' uh, social media pages. Go buy albums. Go buy T-shirts. Go buy merch. Support these guys in any way you can. Go out and check them out. See them on tour because... They put on a fucking awesome show. Do you have any shout-outs you want to give to anybody? Uh, I just, uh, Wrestle Spirit, check them out. We'll be, uh, we're hitting the road with them tomorrow and do, going up the East Coast, uh, playing North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, I think, Connecticut, and then New York and back down. So yeah, yeah looks doing, like you got quite doing, a few, I think quite a few North Carolina. Wrestle Spirit. So. Yeah, come out, check out Wrestle Spirit, come out, hang out, and uh yeah, let's uh let's hang out. Definitely. The epic knitting factory in Brooklyn. You'd be yeah, playing there. About that. Uh you're playing in New Haven. Yep. Who's gonna who's gonna do the Jim Morrison? <laughs> uh that's a good question. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that to Andrew. I'll leave that to Andrew. Yeah, he is he is the uh the front guy there, right? So you might as well yeah, yeah, might so as well be he, him. He do, he can, yeah, he might as well be him. He's got nothing to lose. Why not? <laughs> right. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Final question of the day. What is your biggest pet peeve? <sighs> Go brutal with it. It's Dang. That thing, you know? That's a good one. Uh... Man, let's see. Uh, when you're at a restaurant and somebody starts like flagging down the waitress or the waiter, like say, mm. Hey, we're ready. Come here. Flagging that. I was like, no, uh, 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 those people. No, don't do that. Oh, yeah. That, that, that irks me. Yeah. And, like same, same at the bar. When you start like waving at the bartender, like, Hey, I'm ready, ready to order. It's like, yeah, no shit. Like, like they'll come to you. Patience is a virtue to some people. It is, you know? Yeah. Uh, so like. If I if I'm a, if I'm at a restaurant and somebody starts like waving down the waiter or the waitress and I'm just like oh, no I don't want to be at this table anymore can I leave right it, it it's one of those things uh like in Pulp Fiction where Tim Roth's character he's like Garson coffee and like just kind of yeah. yells it in the diner and it's like oh, no fuck uh -uh. that no 
Yeah. yeah. Or like, yeah, people who just say, Hey, I'm ready for my check. Can I get my check, please? It's like, that's, uh, no, no, don't do that to people. You know, that's a weird, that right there. I never, I've never asked for a check, but I have got up from my table and went to the front of the restaurant to pay. That's different. I because think that's I've different. waited so long. Yeah, I, that's that's different. Like that's not like yelling across the restaurant at somebody to come over to no. you. That's saying, "Look, I'm done. I'm just gonna go pay." Um, but yeah, like yelling across a restaurant is like, "Oh, that's, that that irks me." Definitely, no excuse for anything like that. That's that yeah. that that irks me as well. I can, yes, ugh. Like some 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 waiters might suck, but then there are some that are so busy that it's like, you know what? I'm just gonna go up and pay because I know that they're busy. Right. Absolutely. That's that's definitely worth it. You know what? I'm going to ask one more question. What album changed your life? Mm, changed my life. Uh um that's a great question. Um well, I guess in a literal term, uh recording the Black Tusk record TCBT because then put me in Black Tusk and now I'm in the band now. <laughs> that's awesome. No, um, that's yeah. Yeah, so uh like recording that record put me in the band and so now i'm touring with the band and have been for the last couple years and it's been a blast and i get to play music with some of my best friends so that was a lot of fun making that record and now i get to go play the songs off it and all the songs so it's super fun i like you know black tusk is not about being the best band it's about being a fun band and we pride ourselves on having fun and that's if you're not having fun then why do it that's absolutely it right there. Dude, Chris, thank you so much for coming on the Metal Forge this week on this absolutely epic Black Friday edition of the Metal Forge. And parting ways here off of TCBT, what do you want me to play out? Oh, man. Uh, do uh, close that. Dude, close that, man. That's a banger. I love playing that song. Super fun. All right. You heard him. This is Closed Eye.
Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now, we're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on.